Hello and welcome to a rather unexpected episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan, and I pledge in this video to neither harass nor cyber bully you. Unfortunately, YouTube doesn't necessarily think that that isn't what we do here. As you can see on your screen, was a bit of a surprise I received this morning in that a video that I had made almost a half year ago in the summer of 2020 had been removed for violating YouTube's policy on harassment and bullying. And of course, I saw this, and I'm going to talk you through exactly what I saw this morning, but as anyone with a moderate Twitter following does, I immediately took that to YouTube and said, are you kidding me? The video in question, which we're going to talk about as part of this video, was one of legal analysis, ironically, and this just had to be the case, about big technology companies' censorship, whether or not they were acting rightly or wrongly as a debate item, and whether or not strategically the actions they were taking, especially on Twitter in respect of this video, made sense in a regulatory environment in which regulators were looking at potentially changing the liability shield that these internet platform providers enjoyed. And that, as you can probably guess, is a fairly informational, educational, some might even call it dry discussion. What it isn't is harassing or bullying anyone. That's that's not what I do here. If this isn't your first visit to virtual legality, I think you probably know that. In fact, I mentioned the video's tagline is literally, we'll never mind losing a battle of ideas, but it's the battle we will fight forever or forever fight for in virtual legality. Talking about, we don't mind losing an argument. We want to have the arguments in the first place. We're we're the folks with the the store that says reasonable minds can differ. And unfortunately, YouTube came out in this Twitter thread and said, hey, thanks. Uh, If you believe the video was removed in error, uh, you can always appeal it. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. If you look at that tweet, I'd already appealed it by the time I had written this. But that YouTube robot doesn't really care. So... Let's talk about what happened. I don't really bring up the uh, dashboard here for my YouTube channel very often, but this morning I was greeted with a couple of things. If you go and you access it on the mobile app, uh, it gives you a large warning that you have to click through that says you've been struck, you've been issued a violation. In this case, because it was the first on the channel, it's a warning rather than a strike. And then this appears here in your corner forever, for a week, for a month. I, I have no idea. And if we go and we click through on this, we get to see that they have said, It's a warning of this particular video, Twitter versus Redacted. I'm going to try not to say this name because I think that's one of the things that happened here. Big Tech Censorship, CDA 230, and Streisand. Now, as part of this warning, they say, because it's the first time we'll be beneficent overlords, your account isn't affected. Which point I say objection. If it matters at all, it's affected. You're only warned once, and then this warning will remain on your channel. So my account is in fact affected. Saying it's not affected is a bit like somebody having a gift card to go buy a video game or something else that they really enjoy and saying, ooh, if I spend it, I didn't really spend any money because I didn't have to take cash out of my wallet. I didn't have to hand them a credit card. That's true. You haven't been affected for additional monetary expense at the time, but you've lost the value of the gift card. In this case, there's a value to having what amounts to four strikes, and that first one being a warning that if they deny my appeal, I just don't get back again. So now I have to be a little bit more careful about saying anything about these subjects, which isn't to your benefit, certainly isn't to my benefit. I'm not even sure it's to YouTube's benefit because they aren't being careful about these questions. But nevertheless, if that warning stays, means I don't get another one, my account is most certainly 
affected. Now, the other item here is you go and you look at a video of this type, you go to the link that they send you, everything is gone. It's actually very difficult to go and interact with this video. I can't see the analytics. I can't see the comments. I can't see anything related to this video, which makes it a little bit difficult to defend when you're writing that appeal. They give you the description. They don't actually give you anything else. I had to go around the horn and look at other places where the podcast was up in order to talk to them about the fact that I was looking at news articles talking about legal precedent and analysis, the terms and conditions of Twitter, and having a conversation therefrom with nary a bit of cyberbullying or harassment to be found. But it makes it very difficult to look at what is happening here. I was able, however, to find the description and I can bring it to you. Now, you'll see in big brackets this word redacted. This is about a fairly prominent conspiracy group, political group that has been associated with events at the Capitol in the past couple of weeks. And I strongly suspect that what has happened here since this video was in fact made in the summer of 2020 is that YouTube behind the scenes is going through and taking out all references to this particular group, regardless of the context in which the videos were made. But let's talk about the video that I made. Twitter has announced a sweeping ban and suppression campaign of all accounts and information, which it determines through metrics unknown to be associated with the redacted conspiracy group, regardless of whether such accounts are individually in breach of Twitter's terms of service. But with such a sweeping action, questions inevitably arise. Can such an action ever be effective? Who's watching the watchers? Especially when it comes to identifying the associates to be blacklisted. Twitter had actually said, we're also going to cover associate accounts to this particular group. And just what is the likely result of such actions on the debate around CDA Section 230 and its liability shield for big tech platforms? I thought this was an interesting topic. I think a number of you did. I can't actually see how many of you watched this video in the first instance now. But then again, perhaps even asking those questions might just get you Twitter banned. Someone actually said on my Twitter thread in which I was complaining about this particular act by YouTube that this might have been a video where I jokingly said that YouTube might take it down for harassment. And he felt that perhaps people had on the internet taken it as a joke and reported it. The issue I have with that is the timing. Uh, I do think that that's the kind of thing that can happen on the internet. You get reported because I make a joke. I'll try not to make those jokes in the future, I guess. But this is six, seven months later after that video has been made. This is VL269. We're on the 390s uh, at this point. So this is 130 some odd videos later. And now it's getting struck. And if you go back and you look at that warning, you can see that that is in fact what happened. January 21st, 2021. Early this morning, this happened and resulted in this. Now, as I said, we'll never mind losing a battle of ideas, but it's the battle we will forever fight for in virtual legality. That continues to be the truth. We're going to talk about the legalities here and why I don't think that YouTube is necessarily operating outside of its terms of service, that much like the parlors of the world or anyone else that we talk about in this space, as someone that is using a third party's infrastructure that is getting that service from them, I have agreed to those terms of service and basically they reserve the right to do things like this it doesn't mean that just because something is legal or contractually enabled that you have to like it. And I certainly don't. I think it is unwise of the YouTubes of the world to do this kind of thing. Certainly virtual legality exists, hopefully, to inform and to educate and to never ever ad hominem attack or cyber bully or harass anyone. That's not what we're about on this channel. And frankly, it offends me to have the suggestion out there that it is. At the same time, I received an email from YouTube that says, our team has reviewed your content. That suggests to me that it's a manual review. I, they could be lying. It could just be bots 
that they include on their team. It says, our team has reviewed your content, and unfortunately, we think it violates our harassment, threats, and cyberbullying policy. We've removed the following content from YouTube. Understand, they could have demonetized this. There are a lot of videos on my channel that talk about hot news items, such as the things that happened at the Capitol earlier, that can get demonetized. And I understand that I have a little bit better feel for it. I generally don't turn on monetization if I think it's going to rub the YouTube overlords the wrong way. But this is a step further. This is expending that warning cushion that the channel otherwise had, getting that warning label put up on my dashboard at all times, and otherwise making it so that somebody could potentially take down the channel by just looking at things that I've talked about in the news with three more strikes, and that would apparently be it. Now, YouTube gets a little condescending from there, certainly from my perspective. We know that this might be disappointing, but it's important to us that YouTube is a safe place for all. If content breaks our rules, we remove it. Hey, even if it doesn't break our rules, we might remove it, right? If you think we've made a mistake, you can appeal and we'll take another look. Not really a commitment there. And we'll look at it again, but understand we made the decision in the first place. Good luck to you, sir. Keep reading for more details. How your content violated the policy. Now, this is a generic boilerplate paragraph, right? We're not getting a description of what they think this video did, so it's all guesswork. YouTubers share their opinions on a wide range of different topics. However, there's a line between passionate debate and malicious harassment. This is what YouTube sent to me, that you weren't debating Hoag Law. You weren't debating virtual legality. I wasn't debating at all. I was reporting on legal analysis. You were maliciously harassing. And I have to say something now at this point in time. This is the kind of thing that offends me, not at a legal level. Like I said, YouTube can do what it wants. It can say what it wants, but it can also offend who it wants. This is a guy, this is a YouTube channel, this is a law firm that goes out of its way to have reasonable minds can differ as one of its primary modus operandi to go out there into the world and try to bridge gaps, try to establish that the other, the other side of something, whether it's political or another side of a topic, can be talked to, even if you think they are execrable and have the worst concepts in mind, that talking and the battle of ideas and having that framework helps make the world a better place. That is why the channel exists. Yes, I love doing it. And I'm glad so many of you like the content that I provide. But at the end of the day, one of the reasons that it exists is because I've got a perspective and I think I can reach out to people and hopefully help. Yes, we're going to use the word unify. It's been used a lot this week. But to really unify, not just with words and platitudes, but to actually talk through how somebody can have one perspective in their head about what they'd like to have happen politically or otherwise and read the contract or read the statute and realize that that isn't necessarily what it says and maybe that that needs to change. Maybe the end user license agreement in your favorite video game needs to change. Maybe contract X needs to change. Maybe the law needs to change. But to understand that how people arrive at those conceptions is in general going to be done by a lot of people in good faith that might not arise at the same place that you do. So that's me. And when you come at me with an email that says, hey, you know, debate can become malicious harassment. That's an affront to who I am as a person, what this channel is, what my brand is. And certainly as a member of the bar, my ethical obligations, you've gone out there into the world now with a video that is labeled as cyberbullying and harassing. And that impacts me. That impacts my goodwill, my brand name. And that to me is unacceptable. Uh, you are certainly within your rights to do it. It's your platform, but 
I don't have to like it and I can make a video talking about how much I don't like it as I'm doing right now. Content containing targeted harassment, including but not limited to stalking, threats, bullying, and intimidation is not allowed on YouTube. Okay. Additionally, content that includes egregious insults based on personal attributes such as protected group status or physical traits is not allowed on YouTube. Again, okay, I don't know who you're talking to, YouTube, but that's fine. If you're not sure whether or not your content crosses the line, I'm sure it doesn't, we ask that you not post it. We review educational, documentary, artistic, and scientific content on a case-by-case basis. Did you? Did you review this? Because this was a law firm's law channel talking about the legal implications of an action by another social media company. This isn't even about YouTube. This was about Twitter. Limited exceptions are made for content with sufficient and appropriate context. I don't think that anybody has ever complained in virtual legality about not getting enough context. Almost all of the complaints regarding the length or context of my videos is, hey, can you shorten those up? We really prefer shorter content on YouTube. And a lot of the times I say in my comments, well, I think in order to really get our arms around an issue, we need to look at these sources. We need to triangulate. We need to actually synthesize a couple of different perspectives. And then we can have the conversation. But if we don't do that, I can't explain this issue. I can't tell you about the different concepts in a five-minute video. So yes, we present context. We link our sources so that you can go and think about these things critically yourself. You do not have to agree with Hogue Law when you leave a virtual legality video. And that is okay. I love it when people come into my comments and tell me I'm wrong. And maybe I convince them that I'm right. Maybe I don't. But that's a worthwhile endeavor in the world. And I'm glad that I'm doing it. And I don't much care for YouTube telling me that I'm not doing it the right way. How this affects your channel, we already talked about it. Because it's the first time, this is just a warning. If it happens again, your channel will get a strike, which you can only have three of, and you won't be able to do things like upload, post, or live stream for one week. Now, how many eggshells should I be walking on here? This was a violation of community guidelines for one of 415 virtual legality videos, because there's a lot that are extras, that I have uploaded, and that was six months old. Is YouTube just going to go back into December of 2018 and decide that I violated a community guideline from something back then? Not only is that ridiculous, it's also not a terribly good way to run your operation, right? If the idea is to keep those things off of the channel, then not telling me for 400 some odd episodes that you are dissatisfied with the content doesn't let me make the content that apparently you would like me to be making, to make the choices you would like me to be making. So yeah, Episode 269, you now object to a half year later. What about that intervening half year? I didn't know that you had any problem with it. You had monetized it for Pete's sake. And yet here we are getting a violation warning and what can be a strike. We can also go through the rest of their policies. This is what actually it links you to. If you were to find yourself on that video page, the harassment and cyberbullying policy, which again says very bad things that you should be thinking about the whole law YouTube channel and virtual legality. Content that threatens individuals. We do not allow content that targets an individual with prolonged or malicious insults. Prolonged name calling. Content uploaded with the intent to shame. Revealing someone's private information. Incitement to harass or threatening individuals on or off YouTube. Content that encourages abusive fan behavior. Content that targets an identifiable individual as part of a harmful conspiracy theory. Where the conspiracy theory has been linked to direct threats or violent acts. Now we got a couple here that YouTube could potentially argue just from referencing the group 
could be a problem. Somehow referencing it and talking about it in a news capacity incites others to harass or threaten individuals off YouTube? I don't think so. I didn't identify anyone that is part of the harmful conspiracy theory, whether or not you want to frame it as such. Content making implicit or explicit threats of physical harm. You ever heard me do that in virtual legality? No. Content posted by vigilantes. I don't know any. Simulating acts of serious violence. Nope. Non-consensual sex acts. How to distribute non-consensual sexual imagery. But at the end of the day, YouTube says, hey, by the way, and we've talked about this kind of thing in virtual legality a lot. Please note, this is not a complete list. We can decide on whatever we want, whenever we want to decide it. We may allow content that includes harassment, which my video does not, but let's pretend that it did for a second. If the primary purpose is educational, documentary, scientific or artistic in nature, content featuring things like debates or discussions of topical issues. I was reporting on this, I think the day that the news went out, concerning major multinational corporations, which is definitely Twitter, is also YouTube, by the way. And I might've referenced YouTube in that video. I didn't go through the entire transcript of what I said in that video in talking about this one, but they say that you're allowed to harass, which we didn't do, if you are doing it in the framework of content talking about debates or discussions of topical issues concerning big corporations of which YouTube and Twitter cannot deny that they are some. It says we may remove content that does these other very bad things and that's where we are left off, right? You then look and see exactly how this works. We've talked about it already. You're warned once, the warning remains on your channel. If you think we made a mistake, you can appeal, but we'll see how that goes. Good luck to you. Finally, before I leave you, I want to say a few things. One, in the thread on Twitter where I said, hey, this video's tagline is literally, we want to fight for ideas and having these conversations. I do want to thank both Legal Eagle, who, who said, hey, this is clearly a mistake, appeal and reach out to your partner manager. I, I love him, right? But he's got a million subscribers. He has what is called a partner manager at YouTube that's a contact person you can go and tell them something bad has happened. I, I had to politely say, yeah, no, uh, I love you, Legal Legal, but uh, we don't have a quote unquote partner manager. So we're a little bit out of luck. And uh, Leonard French at Lawful Masses, who I think might've responded to a different version of the thread. I've lost it. But he also said that he has to take certain steps to preemptively demonetize, wasn't given a partner manager at 100,000 uh, subscribers and all these various other things that other YouTube lawyers are facing and that most definitely have a chilling effect on what you see in here on this space. Because if something like this can happen where I'm just talking about an educational video and it is struck, it is taken down off the site for harassment and bullying, then it has to change our behavior, whether that's Legal Eagles or mine or Leonard French's at Lawful Masses or anyone else's, because we have to go in knowing that even if this was a mistake on YouTube's part, their crazy robots could take down anything. And that chills the ability for all of us to discuss topical matters of supreme importance that relate at all to issues that might become controversial, not that day, but six months down the line. And that doesn't make YouTube better for anybody. Unfortunately, as I said, I'm a corporate lawyer. I don't object to YouTube taking it down from a contractual or legal standpoint. They basically reserve the right to do it whenever they want. If we reasonably believe that any content is in breach, which it would be because I agree to the community guidelines if they find that, or may cause harm to YouTube, our users, or third parties, understanding that that phrase means that that's in addition to breach. I didn't breach anything. They just decided it makes YouTube look bad. We may remove or take down that content in our discretion. 
And their sole discretion, really, that's implied. They can make any decision that they want. And that is an agreement that I have signed up to with the full knowledge that they can do that. Okay, YouTube can do that. It doesn't mean I have to like it. And as I've expressed in this video, I very much don't. And I think they are actively making their platform worse than it otherwise needs to be. And I will 100% be evaluating where I have to put up my videos or if I do this at all anymore. And I, I think a lot of you like virtual legality. I think a lot of you like the Hoag Law YouTube channel. Uh, but this is an evaluation that I have to make because if they're going to go out with slides that say Hoag was harassing people or cyberbullying them, that's going to affect my livelihood. That's going to affect my life as a lawyer. That's going to be something that you could potentially find online. And I can't allow that to happen over the long term. Now, as I said earlier in the video, I think predominantly what happened here is that YouTube is trying to scrub its channel of references to this particular conspiracy group. The issue I have with it is that if they are trying to do that, they haven't done it very well. You see this dateline five months ago. This is when these stories were really talked about. And you can see story after story after story after story after story after story about all of this. In fact, even some talking about it from a framework that was similar to my own, talking about what it meant from a regulatory perspective. You can also see some other great videos by this awesome YouTube channel about things like Parler, and maybe you're interested in the top 10 video games. Who knows what you're into? But either way, YouTube might be doing that. YouTube might be responding to some kind of manual review. I don't know because they never bothered to tell me. It's just generic. And we never know what we don't know. And unfortunately, that's where I'm left right now. Which means, as of today, I will be evaluating my continued presence on YouTube. I will see exactly how they handle this appeal. But with even just the last six months of videos out there talking about things of topical importance to, I know, a lot of my viewers and listeners, I have a legitimate concern that YouTube is not going to be taking a very reasonable stance on those videos that I, and I think probably you, otherwise think are important. This has been Virtual Legality for today. Please share this around. This is a very important video to me, obviously, personally. It's not an issue of national importance, but certainly when we're talking about things like, hey, is big tech censoring maybe a little bit too much? Do they need to be cognizant of what the limits are in terms of the current legislative and regulatory environment and how they might be making a mistake or doing a good thing and maintaining those safe spaces? That that conversation right now in 2021 is so freaking important that I would ask that you share it around. Tell folks that we are here in virtual legality for now, talking about the business and law of the things that you otherwise enjoy learning about, whether that's big technology, small technology, video games, music, televisions, movies, whatever it might be. Please join us. Tell folks that we're here. Ring bells, subscribe, do all that good stuff. If you watch this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I think I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.